Lure Moments of the Day, and this is We Want the Airwaves! One, two, three, four! Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I'm Molly. And I'm Philip. And today with us is very special guest, Jesse H.S. from Heart God Media Podcast. Hi, Jesse. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having the niceness to say, yes, I'll do it. <laughs> I, I couldn't say thank you So, it up. Uh, Jesse, Philip said that you guys uh, met over your love of Ramones. Uh, yes, we did. Uh, I kind of uh, discovered you guys uh, semi-recently, honestly. Um, I'd actually um, kind of, you know, obviously doing my own uh, few episodes on uh, my podcast about uh, Ramones. I uh I'm always searching, waiting for, you know, Richie or CJ to pop up on someone else's podcast. And then, you know, in searching, I found uh, your podcast and uh, nice. dive, dive down the, the deep, dark hole of every Ramon song <laughs> ever. And for our listening audience, uh, what, what were your episodes on the Ramones? Can you give us um, a sampling of what that? Yeah, so we're, uh, we're actually a, a more so a, a genre film and a music podcast, but... Um, one of my uh, very good friends, Lewis Smith, uh, who was on the who was on those episodes. Um, he's a huge Ramones fan as well. It's our mine and his uh, favorite band. So uh, as soon as I did it, uh, I knew it was going to be a, a music uh, podcast as well as a you know horror movie genre film podcast. And uh, one of our first episodes we did, we covered the Ramones from their inception in 1974 until um, I think like early early 80s. It was and, like uh, it was the it was still Pleasant Dreams. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, that's where we left or off. Or maybe Subterranean Jungle. It was like the first Marky era. Maybe. Yes, exactly. And then <laughs> kind of did uh, eighty like eighty four from so from like Too Tough to Die to uh, yeah. to the end uh, on the second uh, episode, which came out months later. But um, those were like uh, I had you know done those. So yeah, I had uh, messaged uh, the uh, account, which I, I'm guessing was run by uh, Philip and. Uh, I've just started, you know, sharing stories, explaining, uh, you know, just uh, sharing stuff with each other. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Ramones is just, uh, you know, I feel like you do that with anybody who's a fan of the Ramones. Like, you just get into this, you create such a dialogue, and it's like, like... I don't even. I don't even think uh, my friend Lou and I talk about much outside of the Ramones. It's that encompassing (laughs) daily. And, uh, Jesse, how old were you when you first discovered the Ramones? Um, It's a... it is from what I can think back to, and I've said this before, I'm pretty sure it was um, young. I watched horror movies young because my parents are like, eh, let them let them watch people get murdered on television. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, uh, are you pro- fine, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it depends on who you ask. Uh, but uh, it's probably, uh, you know, Pet Cemetery and credit song hearing mm. that. Um, so uh, but funny enough uh you know a song that we are uh covering actually was a semi uh introduction to the band as well because it appeared at the end of a film who i'm a big fan of uh airheads nice airheads and, and special <laughs> special shout out to the yeah. professionalism of setting up our transition that we weren't even looking for yeah yeah <laughs> so today we are discussing we want the airwaves which is off of 1981's pleasant dreams uh at this point the ramones are with sire still 
Um, this is their sixth studio album, I believe. It's the one yes. right after End of the Century. Am I crazy? Yeah, you're that? right. You're right. Um, and they're recording this with Graham Gouldman. Um, the other singles off this album are She's a Sensation and The KKK Took My Baby Away. Yep. Um, this song was written by the Joey Ramone. And uh, just to give everybody a heads up, this, this producer, Graham Gouldman, was somebody that the uh, studio brought in to work with them because he was, quote-unquote, a really good songwriter. This guy had worked with the Yardbirds, the Hermits, and the Hollies. Um, and there was mixed reviews from their moans about how they yeah. felt about that collaboration. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Um, yeah, this was the single. Uh, this was the single. It's the lead track. Yeah, the first single. The first single. Um, I gave a song category of political. Because Ooh. in the sort of way where it's like, this is about something, <laughs> you know, as, as much as it could be. Totally. Um, the Ramones played this song live. Does anyone want to guess how many times we found them playing it live? I'll give you one hint. <laughs> Actually, a clue. I almost don't even want It is the single. That's what I was going to say. So that's adjust what I was down. Say. That's what I was going to say. So, Jesse, I'm just going to I'm just gonna railroad right through here and take my guess first. Um, based on experience with this band, I'm going to say they played it zero times. <laughs> okay. Molly's guessing zero. So, Jesse, as long as you guess one dollar, you will win. <laughs> I have watched so many live videos uh, in the the, uh, the the dark hole that is the internet, and <laughs> I don't recall them ever playing it. So, zero is a safe bet, but I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go on the other side. I'm going to go five. Five okay. times. Nice. Jesse it. Jesse wins. He is the closest without going over. Nice. Um, I found 22 confirmed. Uh, adjusted for inflation. That's mm-hmm. around 50, 54. Yeah. Um, which I guess is like half a tour, maybe, or like, maybe. Yeah, I mean, of? they did have a video. Yeah, they had, true. So, I would, I guess I would be shocked if they played it zero times, because they did yeah. have a video. Right. And but it single. is their single. Well, so. <laughs> something, and now I can't remember if we discussed it on the last episode or one that's yet to come, but our previous guest uh, was Little Matt, um, their guitar tech, mm-hmm. who, oddly enough, played the little guitar lick, that dun 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 that thing that basically Johnny was like, I'm not playing that shit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so he was the one who did it live, sort of like, like right. puppet master hiding in the back, so maybe that could have also been the part of the reason why I was like, we we're can't not doing do this. this. Yeah, yeah we're not we're not going through the, the hassle. No. Um. So yeah, this was the single, the uh, single and the video. Yep. Did everybody, Jesse? Did you watch the video? I take it Molly did. Yeah, we definitely want to talk about this video. <laughs> yeah, I actually haven't seen the video in a while. I remember watching it back in the, uh, yeah, back in the high okay, school so days. Okay, let, so let me paint a picture for you. Okay. It's the city. It's summertime, I'm assuming. Everybody's doing their best Jonathan Richmond wearing their little French black and white striped shirts looking very skinny and hip. And it's, it's I think, uh, like, right before they start getting kind of busted from all of their addictions. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I say busted, I mean they still all look really pretty sure. at this point. You know, nobody's neck has filled out yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> like... Like, they're in the they uh, they call it the sweet spot oh, of cocaine and heroin. It's use. really good. Like Joey's hair is getting kind of longish in his eyes, but it's not crazy out of control. Like mm-hmm. it's pretty dreamy. I want to give a shout out, uh, a weird one from this video to my sister, who once just offhand 
described 80s fashion as you can wear any color as long as they match your socks. <laughs> and in this video, Johnny, Johnny Ramone is wearing yellow shirt and yellow socks. Notable, and yeah. yellow socks. And I'm like, there it is. This is uh, from is. that decade. Proof so positive. Um, yeah, well, so I wanted to mention that in this video, yeah. um, they're like at the end, they're putting up all these posters or they're like scribbling over the posters on the wall or something like that. Yeah, and spray painting. Yeah, spray painting. Thank you. And um, there's a whole bunch of flyers up for this band, Just in Trouble. Justin, like the name? Justin, first last name, name Trouble. Oh, so of course man. I had to Google that. And I think I just found a new great band that I never knew of before that's pretty awesome. That I'm Just sure everybody already trouble? knows. Yeah, Just in Trouble. They've got. I've never heard. They've of got Justin tons trouble. of stuff. Go YouTube them. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, totally. And then that reminded me of. Um, I had a friend in college who was in the band The Trouble. Did you guys ever hear that no. band? You mean The Justin Trouble? trouble? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and I was wondering, huh? I wonder if they got their name Trouble from Just in Trouble. But anyway. I kind of wish it was, his full band name was called like Justin Trouble and the Troubles. <laughs> but I highly recommend googling Justin Trouble and. Justin Trouble. Just Get, getting hip to a new band. Just in trouble. Well, a new old band. Obviously, the Ramones were into them. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Didn't so. Joey kick a beach ball? I just remember Joey kicking a beach. Was he kicking yeah, a beach totally. ball in this? So they get super sporty. <laughs> so they're all real cute, by the way. Okay. And then they're like playing with a beach ball. It, it is getting close to Molly's fan fiction in this video a little bit. You know what I mean? All it's... they need is a piece of pizza between the four of them. And <laughs> it's over. It is weird. It's, it's like an... Sort of an empty act of defiance to kick a beach ball. <laughs> well, I, don't you know? I don't know if it is actually a beach ball, is it? It's just some it kind of like big ball. ball. Okay, it, it, it was it, I, it was a some kind of ball, but I, I just re- that is the only thing that I really remember from seeing the video all them years ago. But well, that's kind of funny, isn't it? It's like, oh, we're so mad. Beach ball. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna kick this. Well, soft, they do. Ball. So yeah. So the other end of that is on the la- the line, smash my radio. He smashes a radio. Oh, uh, fittingly, fittingly. They like subtle. Yeah, I like when they they're like when it, when it says that I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, other facts. Um, uh, yes, please go sort ahead. Sort of a fact slash conjecture mm-hmm. thing. So this song sounds a lot like a previous song that we've covered and that they had written, which is "I'm Affected." Okay. AKA I'm a fat kid. <laughs> um but it's but it's very it's a similar structure the the we want the airwaves mm. i want i'm a fat kid <laughs> yeah yeah but it's well, fun I mean, but it's that, like that's typical of ramones thematically to kind of rehash their own stuff it is yeah. it is i just wanted to show you want you wanted to show what, what you knew i want to show what i knew i, I almost feel like that like that's such a running theme with them of like whether it's you know Dee Dee referencing you know Rockaway Beach uh, mm-hmm. in his solo songs or someone or, you know it coming up in another song uh, all the references I think that they were like so like okay with that like okay yeah this sounds like that but that almost seems like it's harder Definitely. for them I... to like have to play those songs that sound so similar without you know oh, mixing yeah. it up <laughs> well they're kind of like the kings of the three i mean they played more than three chords but they're kind of the kings of the three chords so in, in its own way the fact that they do kind of rehash their own stuff over and over again makes sense you know because yeah yeah it's know. i feel and like then, no one can do it with as much style as they've done it with yeah and if anybody's gonna have a million different ways to play three chords and and not get it mixed up <laughs> it's gonna be these guys I, I also would almost want them to go the other way where so let's say so they make Rocket to Russia. 
and they and they seem like they head to toe love it but it's not like a super hit yeah and then so the studio's like well we're gonna get you with uh you know phil Spector and graham Goldman and these guys to make a hit record i almost wonder it's like why guys why didn't you just re-record rocket and russia do i know bands don't do that but they it almost seems like a business plan what do you mean re-record rocket to russia i mean i mean what it's crazy to say <laughs> okay but okay so take me through this uh, so they make Rocket to Russia in 1977. Pretty much everyone's like, yes, we nailed it. Great. They release it, and it's, <laughs> and it's not a super hit. Yeah. So for the rest of their lives, they're kind of like, man, we, we thought we nailed it, but not enough to nail it into the charts. Mm-hmm. And they what they did was they would go and record with other producers, but they don't have the same material. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, I wonder if ever they thought, it was like, what if we take this Graham Gouldman hitmaker guy... Mm-hmm. But we just re-recorded Cretan Hop and Rocket Russia. Or, uh, no, no artist wants to do that. Though. I know they don't, but <laughs> but I'm saying like if you really want to do it, you're not. They're not being fair to the scientific experiment. Of, <laughs> yeah, they should have thought like, of the oh science. well, the problem was the producer. It's like yeah, you also like you don't yeah. have the songs. I'm just saying I would have liked them to try. I but think I'm they're sure... big. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, please go ahead, Jesse. I, I think their their core fan base that like. Uh really were diehard Ramones fans. I feel like they were such a cult band for the longest time yeah. that, you know, they had their they had their following. And they never really broke into the mainstream because obviously people, they're kind of slapping the stigma of uh, the three chords, it's super simple, it's like super simple. But yet I've heard a million people cover Ramones songs and they can, they can not come close to playing them the way that they were played uh even you know through the years into the 80s when they got faster with richie and and so on um i still think i still to this day think that they're ahead of their time i feel like there's still a a certain demographic that still doesn't understand the simplicity in that classic rock and roll songwriting oh yeah they they brought the fucking thunder (laughs) (laughs) i uh as as a way of a tangent for some reason i've been listening to a lot of oasis lately i know just it's okay. I'm not it's judging Ram- you. I'm just it's Ramones my face. and then Oasis. Um, <laughs> you can't but, deny the songwriting. Well, I kind of not, but at the same time, it's really the construction, and it is jarring to go from one to the other because there's, especially in like their middle period of Oasis, they just throw everything. Whoa, 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 whoa. In terms of like, we're gonna make a seven-minute song, <laughs> and it's gonna have this trick and this trick Listen, and this trick. Ramones and this trick. had a Baroque period. It was called Acid Eaters. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they didn't. I'm not. I'm saying that I'm as a slight kidding. against Oasis. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just joking. But it's but it's the other way where it's like, just because you can do something doesn't mean you always should. And there's a period for that band, Oasis especially, that were like, we we can and we're gonna do all of it. And the Ramones are more like, <laughs> the Ramones are more like, this is what we do and we do this and we're gonna like keep but hammering with it. I think part that. of the problem with Ramones is that they couldn't even agree with what they do you know <laughs> you what think? i mean well, after well no fashion, i yeah. mean johnny wanted to be like a hardcore band and jo- joey wanted to be a pop band and yeah do you think this is a pop song a rock song or a punk song we want the airwaves jesse let, let's throw it to you what do you how I, do you feel about that i go 100 this song i in my eyes i think uh, it's one of my favorite ramon songs it's definitely in my top 10 favorite ramon songs oh man top nice 10. um but I think it's the epitome of like rock and roll rebellion and, and they're rebelling against, you know, 
not making it, you know, we they want the airwaves. You know, obviously they they don't sugarcoat things, and there's nothing nothing subliminal about what they write. Um, <laughs> but it, you know, it's it's as simple as that. Like, you know, the radio is trash. There's nothing good on it. We are what's good. And even though the masses didn't agree with that, they knew it in their hearts. And I I think you know, in hindsight now, people who've loved and looked up to the Ramones. You know, the Eddie Vedders, the the Dave Navarros, you know, mm. all those guys that love and even Chris Cornell, uh, you know, talked about how much an influence they were uh, there. It's it's rock and roll rebellion. The the song itself, it, it encompasses what what I would imagine a mission statement would be from the Ramones. Nice. Mm hmm. What about you guys? Where do you rank <laughs> Yeah, those? I mean, this song kind of reminds me a little bit of that, like, Tom Petty, that 1980s Tom Petty. I was going to say Tom Petty. Yeah, a little bit. It, it's it's very rock and roll to me. It, I don't think it's punk rock at all. No, it's mostly just in the way that it's played. Yeah. I think. I mean, these... By comparison to... Yeah, the, but I mean, I wouldn't call Tom Petty punk rock. No. No, it's a... It's a... It's, it's funny. I, I think everything you said is right, Jesse. It's funny that it was like, they wanted the airwaves... So they made a song that was like, well, this is more like what's on the airwaves. But P.S. Yeah. But P.S. <laughs> everything on the airwaves is garbage. Yeah, yeah. But we want to be on it. So we're going to play a song just like what's on the airwaves. Um, well, this this song also has a quote in it from a door song. We want the world and we want it now. Do you guys know what oh, song that is? I don't know is? what song that is. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge now. Doors fan, so I don't know what song that is. But um, Crystal Ship? That's a direct quote. I don't apparently. Have no idea. And, huh. um, yeah, Rolling Stone said that this song was an angry threat. Do you guys feel like it's an angry threat? <laughs> angry threat? I yeah. mean, threat. it all depends on where Didi was with a switchblade. Maybe it was, I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Are we getting into feelings about this? Or well, do you have I, facts? Well, you I, I just wanted to say one last thing where uh, I, f- I forget where I saw this, and I want to say it's on uh, In Defense. Let's see. Sorry. Um, diffuser I want to say I got this from um, it said that that uh, if it would have had different production like if they would have like cranked mm. up the guitars and sped it up a little bit it would have been received better by the fans what do you guys think about that I, I think that's, that's fair I, I think I think it it might have been because the production on I mean from the Phil Spector experiment with end of the century up until before too tough to die i feel like the production and especially with the uh, subterranean jungle i feel like uh this era the early 80s ramones uh it's sonically the the sound is is lacking as far as the production mm. goes hmm. well apparently these guys worked on these songs with ed stasium before they went into the studio with yeah. graham so they, they worked in advance with somebody they liked. Um, and I don't know. It's funny because looking back at the reviews of this album, just before we get into how we directly feel about okay. it, so many people say in hindsight that they think Pleasant Dreams is like one of those albums that doesn't get enough credit. Hmm. And I don't know. There is something about this 80s sound for them that I kind of like. Yeah. You know? I kind of like, I mean, I'll just jump right into it and okay. you guys can can shoot me down if you like but i love this song wow and and i love when they kind of go this tom petty rock and roll vibe every once in a while okay i think joey does really well vocally in this kind of style and um it's it's i think fun that they have songs like this to juxtapose against something like 
KKK. And... Yeah, you know. Um, sure. So yeah, well, how about you, Jesse? How do you feel about this song? Love it. It's love it. It's top uh, ten. You said top ten. De- definitely top ten. And okay, the, now, the album too is. No, I think it's underrated. But, but you don't like you don't like this eighties. No, no, no. I like, uh, it's really, it's really, pe- the Ramones are like pizza. Even when it's, you know, a dollar, a dollar <laughs> Celeste uh, warm up in the microwave, it's still pizza. It's still good to me. So the Ramones are 100% the pizza of music for me. That's uh, the highest praise. Yeah. yeah. I mean. So even when it's, even when it's like, I'm like, oh, I'm not really a fan of that. Like I'll eat it whenever that it comes up on shuffle or if I look looking through, you know, skipping through tracks on a CD, it's yeah. not, usually it's not getting skipped, but. But uh, top 10 is, is they have a lot of songs. So you must really love this song. It, it was watching it. it it's, it's got to be nostalgic because I think nostalgia as well as like with films and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you, I'm sure you guys could relate. You see films when you're younger and they stick with you. And then you watch them when you're older. You're like, Oh, this is kind of a piece of crap, but I still have <laughs> nostalgic feelings for it. Yeah. And I think that's what we want. The airwaves is like seeing it at a very young age, like falling in love with music to a music movie. And then, being like, hey, that's the band that sings Pet Cemetery. I like that song too. This band yeah. is the greatest band that's ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Two for two. <laughs> um, I am going to give it a like. Okay. Um, you would. And I would. I actually thought you were going to say that you hated this song. <laughs> well, I was almost positive coming in you were going to say that. That was my long story, was that for a long time, up until very recently, I I don't think I really did like the song so much. Hmm. And honestly, a big part of it is that that's right, that's right. Whisper part. <laughs> yeah, it is a little like that. Okay. I'm not I'm not so into. But listening to it, <laughs> Dee Dee yeah, when he's when he's voicing it in the video, yeah. he looks so all set with it, like he's just like phoning it in so hard. <laughs> well, also that's also like puppet. Yeah, like it's not. It, I it's don't think it's edited mouth kind is of moving. poorly. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Good. Good. That's right. Um, no, but I, but I kind of came around on it. Um, I do really like that, uh, Mr. Programmer, I got my hammer. Um, <laughs> uh, and honestly, uh, uh also another thing that kind of helped me appreciate it was the cover that Shonen Knife did oh. on their tribute album. Oh yeah. I've heard, I, um, a friend just told me about them, uh, probably like six or seven months ago and I, he sent me the, uh, the one album and, uh, I dived right in. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, Philip and I just attended one of their live concertos. <laughs> we did. They were great. <laughs> ah, nice. That was awesome. Uh, but yeah, I'm a like. I'm a like. But that's, that's okay. Cool. We'll we'll back that up with your MVP then, my man. Oh, um, uh, I want to give it to Johnny Socks, but I'm gonna give it. To, <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Joey. I'm gonna give it to Joey because uh, I think I like the idea. I do think he, like, he kind of gave himself a little like feast for singing so he's got a lot of o's and oh yeah feast. and and yeah and nothing if nothing else for that mr programmer i got my hammer okay so i give it to joey awesome and jesse who's your mv ramon um kickball um glory aside i'm still giving it to joey um i, I do think more so than than any of them he wanted the ramones to break into a bigger one because I, you know, I remember seeing an interview when Richie would say like every time they recorded something, mm. 
uh, Richie would say to Joey, or Joey would say to Richie, "This is this is the one, Rich. This is this is it. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be it." So God, that's I, the most heartbreaking thing, isn't it? I know. Never was the one. He oh, wants so the arrows. Yeah. But yeah, Joey, hands down. Okay, cool. Well, uh, Molly Hale officially gives it to little Matt. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, ah. for playing that for playing that little nugget on stage fifty times. Wow! Going out of the nice. core four, I like it. I, also, yeah. and and not for nothing, I think you should also vote for him for the fact that he could have talked about it. Like we could have had him on as a guest about it, and he was like, "No." <laughs> yeah, he didn't so, want to talk about this. Wow. One. Okay. Cool yeah. move. Yeah. Super cool move. Okay. I'll give it to him. Um. All right. Well, does anybody have any last thoughts on the song "We Want the Airwaves" by Ramones? <laughs> None for me. Okay, awesome. Well, hey, <laughs> hey uh, Jesse HS from Heart God Media Podcast, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, guys. Oh, where, where can, can we, we find you? Yeah, that's where, what I was going to say. What social do you do, bro? Uh, the social that I am most on is Instagram at Heart God Media, and you can find me at Twitter as well at Heart God Media. Thanks for joining us today. Please follow us on Twitter at Ramones Podcast, and join us next time when we will be discussing Weasel Face on Ramones of the Day.